What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Tonight on the show, presented to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But tonight, we will dive into the defensive line because, man, they are sort of driving the confidence, at least for me, and I will explain why, on this defense as we head into the 2022 season. And that preseason game versus the Denver Broncos, they put together an impressive showing. And I'm excited about that. I think everyone in Cowboys Nation is. We will also dive into the five initial cuts that the Cowboys have made since, you know, tomorrow is the deadline for teams to be at 85 players on their roster. And towards the end of the show, we will take a look at some of the names that we are watching closely because they might be in that roster bubble. Some of the names that I wondered about when putting together my 53-man roster projection today, and we will get into that projection tomorrow night, so make sure you don't miss that one. Do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream. Thank you, thank you everyone for being here. Uh, let's see, let's see. Marcus Jones says, y'all heard the BS of Derek Carr better than Russell Wilson. I did not, Marcus, but, you know, NFL coverage, specifically national NFL coverage, has, has made me immune to be surprised at those kind of storylines because Derek Carr, heck no, man, he's, he's not better than, than Russell Wilson, even though I, I've always been higher than your average football fan, maybe, on Derek Carr, but he's not better than Russell. Come on, that's... That's crazy talk. But anyways, let's dive into the defensive line. I got a question for you. I got a question lined up for you. That was an impressive showing on Saturday night. You know, Neville Gallimore, Quinton Vohana were out there in the first defensive drive. And it took them one play to just tear things apart for Denver's offense. That was Neville Gallimore with a big time play. One day later, you get... Uh, one play later, excuse me, you get you get Quinton Vohana making the splash play. Chauncey Goldston later in the game does his thing. So my question for me to you guys is, since the start of training camp, when we were talking about the Cowboys not adding another defensive tackle other than John Ridgway in day three of the NFL draft, since the start of camp, and we've gotten... Uh, multiple padded practices in Oxnard. We have a preseason game now. Do you feel better, worse, or the same about the Cowboys' defensive line? Compare what you, how you felt about this unit back before the practices got started, the padded practices, to how you feel about it now and let me know better, worse, or the same while you give me your answers. And before I give you mine, let me talk to you because... Man, do I love this one. Uh, the ride of the week for FreemanMazda.net is the Mazda M5 Miata Grand Touring. It's got a great engine, two-liter Skyactiv G4 cylinder, lane departure warning assist because safety is as important, automatic climate control, black leather interior, high-end sports car performance, and the capacity 
is right there for you. 26 miles per gallon in the city goes up to 35 in the highway. Make sure you check this one out on the website, freemanmazda.net, because, man, you got you to gotta look at these interiors. You got to look at the, at, at the whole gallery of pictures that you can get on the M5 Miata Grand Touring, because I know I'm not doing it any justice. So make sure you go check that out. High-end performance car. That's what we've got for you on the ride of the week segment this week. Once more, that is freemanmazda.net, so make sure you go check that out. Now, let's talk about this defensive line, man. Overwhelmingly, overwhelming amount of answers that read better on YouTube and Facebook. We've got Swain going with better. What is up, Miller? Thank you for joining the show. Marcus goes with better. Bruce, Mickey, Gregory, uh, even Toxic Tom, man. Tommy, Lumen. Everyone, Edward says better, way better. I feel the same. I agree with all of you. I agree with all of you because, man, this group is a special one. And just a a few quick notes as to why I was so impressed with them on Saturday night. First and foremost, during the pregame show, The Dallas Cowboys YouTube page shows us this shot. The one that you are looking at right now on the the screen. That's Chauncey Golson wearing number 99. People have been talking about Golston putting up some weight and, and bulking up ahead of the season. And I was excited about that. But when I saw this shot, I was like, oh, that's what they meant. When people were talking about a bigger Chauncey Golston, this is what we were talking about. Like I, And this shot, and I found that interesting, maybe it doesn't mean anything. After all, they're all defensive linemen. But the guys to the left and the right of Chauncey Golston are, uh, I believe it was Oza and Tristan Hill and maybe Neville Gallimore. So he was out there standing with the defensive tackles. Now, one thing is for Chauncey to put up some weight, a whole other thing is how fast he looked out there on the playing field. There was this play, and I know you guys uh, remember that Dante Fowler quarterback hit in which he was flying towards the Broncos quarterback. Golston tosses an offensive lineman aside, and he would have also made the play if Dante Fowler didn't before. That was that was an insane play from Chauncey Golson and perhaps one of my favorite ones. Moving on, uh, how about Neville Gallimore? I was impressed at Neville Gallimore playing, playing uh, three full quarters of preseason football. And I might be reading too much into this. You, you, you tell me, guys. I might be reading too much into that one. But I am excited about the fact that Gallimore played three quarters, looked good. But I'm excited about what it could mean for Oza. Because Oza didn't even took, uh, take the field at all. And Oza is, of course, listed as a, as a starter first-team defensive tackle on the Cowboys' unofficial depth chart alongside Neville himself. So does that mean something potentially? But Neville also looked quite well. And I'm excited about him as well. Even Tryson Hill. Tryson Hill made some plays. 
He showed the motor, which isn't anything new for number 72. But yeah, Tristan Hill also put together a strong performance. And that fits what we have seen or heard out of Oxnard, out of training camp. But, you know, Hill made a tackle for a loss. He would have had a sack if it wasn't called back for a defensive penalty. But, yeah, I'm excited about this one. I'm excited about this one. Uh, Swain says Gilly, Gilly looked stra uh, stronger and faster. Asian Persuasion says Hill just seems a little undisciplined. I could take Goldston's toxic Tom. I bet he doesn't even lift. And Tommy says, Toxic is a little angry today, guys. Please excuse him. Yeah, we'll get into why Toxic Tom is out there being angry in the comments. Montgomery says, that defensive line looks like a top D line in the NFL. I would have to, I would have to look at some of these other rosters before I agree with Montgomery here. But I will, I will tell you what, man. I'm not concerned about the ends. I, I really am I'm not. However, you know, you look at the Cowboys' defensive tackles, and we were concerned about the fact that Dallas didn't add anybody other than John Ridgway. Oh, and by the way, Big Bo, big winner from this game. We talked about it on Sunday night, but Big Bo also looked quite well. Uh, it, it actually changed my mind as to who is ahead of him in the Vohana-Ridgway fight. I think it's Quinton now, and I, it might be an overreaction, but it was more like confirmation that this team is still higher on, on Quinton than maybe we are. We'll see how that develops, though. Still looks like a camp battle that is up for grabs over the next couple of weeks here, so something to monitor as well. But I was what I was getting to is that the Cowboys didn't add any free agent defensive tackle. They only added a day three draft pick. And I'm not complaining about that, but it was clear that they were betting on their own guys. And it seems like it will pay off drastically. And we cannot ignore how good Oza's rookie season was. There's room for development there. More than development, I would say that for Oza, it's all about being more consistent because we saw what he was capable of pretty much since week one or week two. And that game versus the Chargers, for example, in which he was going off early in the season. That had us excited that early in the year. And these guys apparently are, are ready to step up into this challenge. And the Cowboys' pass defense was the number three most efficient unit in the NFL. Their pass rush was among the best pass rushes in the league as well. And that's not even because of Michael Parsons alone. A lot of these players were getting the QB pressure in. And, it, and, you know, the cornerbacks and safeties were not playing well because of the pass rush. Because if you filter out the plays in which the quarterback was pressured and you look only at those plays in which the quarterback had a clean pocket to work from, the Cowboys' pass defense was still the third best in the league. But they were 20th versus the run. Will that change or not remains to be seen. But there are some guys in this roster that looked quite different to, to what they looked like last year. And there's reason for optimism there. There's reason for optimism. So it, it really is driving that confidence for me. Let's see some of your comments here. Let's see. 
uh, Tony says a good defensive line makes our linebackers and defensive backs better. Also, 100% true. Uh, at the end of the day, you can man maintain gap integrity way better. You can clean up the reads for the linebackers. So that's going to be exciting. Let's see. Uh, Toxic Tom says, Mo, our D-line has depth. What a great problem to have. How about Toxic, man? Not even Toxic can be Toxic about the defensive line. That's how exciting it is. They will both play, so it doesn't matter, says, uh, says Parson Deeks, 7-11. You know, regarding Quinton and Ridgeway, maybe. Uh, it might, but, you know, that's a tough roster to put together. One that includes Ridgeway and, and Bohana. That is a tough one. That is a, a tough roster to put together, I would say. Toxic Tom says, Sky probably saw the news about Ryan Nall and smiled ear to ear. Yeah, I am definitely making sure that I tune in tomorrow morning to, to see how he trolls you. I, I am looking forward to that. Let's see. Now he doesn't have to buy jerseys as Gregory. <laughs> All right. That, that is a perfect segue into the next segment because the Cowboys did execute five cuts on Monday morning. And among those, and you know that I had to use him as the picture, Toxic Tom, was fullback Ryan Hall. That was one of the five cuts. And by the way, question for you in the chat. Are you surprised by any of the cuts, but, but, or are you surprised by any of the non-cuts? Was there a name that you were sure was going to show up in your Twitter notifications this morning, but it ended up not, not happening? Are you surprised by any of this? Let's, let's look at them. Tight end, Ian Bonting, Austin, Falu. Kyron Brown, the cornerback, wide receiver Ty Freifogel, and fullback Ryan Nall. Whoo-wee. Thomas says, Mo rubbing salt in the wound, in, uh, in the wound toxic. <laughs> yeah. These are your cuts. These are the Dallas Cowboys getting to 85 players on their roster, plus Isaac that you guys know that he doesn't count because he has a roster exemption as the international player. That applies for the preseason roster, and that applies for the practice squad, not for the 53-man roster. But anyways, I had put together a prediction article for adcsports.com, and I had quite the batting average. I had three fat zeros because I, I, I missed them. However, I, I, had, I had added a note before my projection, before my prediction piece and who could be the early cuts, that the Cowboys could very well make these decisions via injuries. And this seems like it was the case because Ian Bunting was dealing with a neck injury, Karen Brown dealing with an injury, Fry Fogel also banged up. So... The Cowboys didn't have a lot of decisions to make. Most of these roster cuts are based on their health. Maybe not Ryan all. Sorry, Toxic. But that's all, that also provides an answer as to whether or not the Dallas Cowboys were going to carry a fullback on their roster. Now we know that will not be the case. Not that it's any surprise, but 
I still was wondering about that, given how the Cowboys were talking about being a more physical team, being more nasty, and maybe a fullback was going to to provide that for the Cowboys. But it wasn't the case. Now is out. So now we move on without these five players. And next week, the Cowboys need to go down to 80, and then they need to go down to 53. So some of the players that I would look at this week would be the guys that I had mentioned on my projection piece, on my prediction article for ADC Sports. And I'm looking at players like Isaac Taylor Sword, Juan A. Thomas, Quandra Mosley, of course, Eamon Simon, the offensive tackle, maybe one of the running backs, maybe, uh, well, maybe without Ryan Nall, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to pull off. But maybe someone like Aaron Champlin, even though he he looked, he has looked good in camp. More or less. Toxic Tom says, Mo, how do you just move on from Ryan All? Ah, poor Toxic, man. Poor Toxic. That's just the toxicity. Catching up to you, Toxic Tom. Rowdy is better than Nall, says Tommy915. Gabriel says, Isaac looks 100% better than Josh Ball. I want, I want them to give him the chance. That's all I ask for. Give my man, Isaac Alarcón, a better spot on your offensive line rotations in week two. Give him the opportunity to step up in competition. Because based on, on the tape from Saturday night, Gabriel is not saying a lie there. That is 100% the case. He looked better than Josh Ball. However, level of competition is an asterisk. Figure that out. You know what Josh Ball is already. Uh, you know what he is. That's probably not going to change. And you know what? The best, the, the worst part of this is that when you look at plenty of this 53-man roster projections, you will likely read Josh Ball's name because until they find somebody in free agency or maybe BI trade. I don't know that I don't know that uh that the Cowboys have any other option. Even if even if they decide to to go on with Isaac Alarcón on the roster, you might need another tackle and that might be Josh Ball. Let's see. Lumen says you guys better sign Antonio Brown. Lumen Lumen no. No, I will not have it. Not this time, man. Uh, I have I have always been for low risk high reward signings so i've never complained about maybe you know bringing in obj who maybe has some 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 injury issues and stuff like that or maybe i was not totally against bringing in players that people say that they were divas on, on their former teams but antonio brown that's a whole different story i don't want antonio brown on the team i will not have that i i i, I refuse but Bruce does bring up the point. Why not complete the shit show, right, Lumen? Says Bruce. <laughs> Josh Ball should not be on the team, says 7-Eleven. He might end up in the, on the team, guys. I'm just, I'm just warning you. He might end up on that 53-man roster unless the Cowboys bring somebody from the outside. Steve Collins, what is up? Thank you and welcome from Sacramento, California. Thank you for being here. I wouldn't even sign him on my fantasy football team, says Marcus Jones. 
I would draft Tim Tebow before I draft Antonio Brown. I always draft Tim Tebow. That's like my my end of a fantasy draft joke. However, I am like Bill Belichick on that sense. Fantasy football doesn't mean anything to me. It means nothing to me. But anyways, before we get out of here, some players that I wonder about, uh, some players that are on that roster bubble and that I believe are in positions that provide funny situations or maybe difficult to predict situations. The question for me to you guys is which position group are you most looking forward to seeing how it shakes up at the end of the preseason? What is one position group that has you wondering how will it shake out? Let me know in the comments. Well, I can tell why Mo hasn't won in fantasy football now, says Toxic Tom. Yeah, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. Uh, I forget to set my lineup. So yeah, what's the position group that you're looking the um, you're looking forward to as we enter the regular season? Here are some names that I wonder about while you give me your answers. I wonder about Israel Mukwamu, the safety. He played in seventy percent of game one preseason snaps. Uh, that was a very high number, by the way, for, for Mukwamu. You look at the safeties and you get a quick head count and you look at Jaron Kears, Donovan Wilson, Malik Cooker, obviously players that are above Mook. But then you look at Marquise Bell, right? So if they carry four safeties, th those might be the four guys that the Cowboys decide to carry. And then there's Tyler Coyle, who who is liked by Cowboys Nation, who is liked by the coaching staff. Mukwamu, what could end up earning him a spot on the roster is the fact that Marquise Bell is another Jaron Kears. Donovan Wilson is kind of somewhere in between. He's the most versatile of them, but he will likely have more of a strong safety role while Hooker takes care of the free safety role. Mukwamu might be the only other full-time free safety that there is on the roster. Plus, he has some versatility as a nickel defensive back. And it's not like the Cowboys are in love with what Nashawn Wright did and Kelvin Joseph did in game one of the preseason. So does the concern about your cornerback depth impact how you feel about Mukwamu? I don't know. He's a tough guy to predict whether he will be outside or inside the 53-man roster. Some of your comments, some of your comments, uh, let's see, kicker, Toxic Tom also went with kicker. Marcus goes with wide receiver or linebacker. Gabriel wants to figure out the swing tackle position. Kicker, Palooza. Tony Miles on Facebook said wide receiver, D-line for El Tino. Which am I missing here? Ray says the offense as a whole. More anxious than looking forward to, says Tom, regarding uh, kicker. I can I can understand that one for sure. Tommy says, no, Mo, I am stuck at work till at least eight mountain time. Please keep me company. <laughs> Toxic Tom is saying, well, let's make this a one-hour long show. I would be okay with Bland or Nishan covering at times, says Stephen White. Oh, I, I would be okay with Bland as, as well and... I believe that Nashawn Wright and Kelvin Joseph will trend up towards this 
upcoming couple of weeks. But Mukwamu is a guy to watch. And then linebackers. Story Jackson, Malik Jefferson. This is interesting because if you look at the Cowboys' Mike linebackers, you have Leighton Vanderish, you have Jabril Cox, Devin Harper. Story Jackson is listed as an outside linebacker. Malik Jefferson is listed as an inside linebacker on the Cowboys' depth chart. But what I'm saying here is, even though I liked what I saw from Devin Harper overall, Malik Jefferson and, and Story Jackson had themselves some decent games. Jackson played in 71% of the snaps. Malik Jefferson played in 48% of them. And they didn't look bad. So can any of those two rise above a Devin Harper when the time comes? Something to watch, in my opinion, over the last couple of shows. And then I've got Mika Tafua. Because Mika Tafua, the edge rusher, is a long shot to make this team. Chauncey Goldston, Dante Fowler are listed above him. Sam Williams is obviously making the roster. I believe the, the one guy that could lose his, his roster spot to Mika Tafua is Terrell Basham. And I am starting to realize, though, that Basham might be better looked by the Cowboys coaching staff than the fan base. He, had a, he, he showed up on Saturday night after a quiet training camp, but he is listed as a second-team defensive end, and he only played in 30% of the defensive snaps. But they like Tafua, which is why maybe reports out of training camp were that the Cowboys could carry multiple undrafted free agents in one of those that was apparently in consideration was Mika. So that is something to that is something to watch for sure. And one of these are some of the players that kind of made me raise an eyebrow when putting together my 53-man roster projection. Now, Toxic Tom says, I wonder if they cut Fowler and keep Basham. I might, I might not be shocked if that happens. I think I wouldn't be shocked. I like Fowler. I want him to make the team. But Toxic Tom might be onto something here. Fowler might not have his roster spot super secure at this point. It would be, it would be somewhat of a surprise. Like that would be a, a roster cut that we, I am sure we would discuss uh, maybe a little bit deeply. But right now I lean towards them cutting Terrell Basham for sure. They're both listed as second teamers, though, uh, for whatever that's worth. Fowler has a pedigree to Stephen White, which is what I like as well. He knows Dan Queen. They brought him in for, for good reasons. I would like Fowler on the Cowboys. No, like, I don't mind him. But it, it wouldn't be the I-can't-believe-it kind of surprise, you know? Tommy915 says, how about NFL Top 100 ranking a damn kicker ahead of C.D. Lamb? Tucker is great and all, but come on, man. I didn't see that. Uh, I don't pay too much attention to the NFL Top 100. 
when I do is probably because I don't know what else to write about. <laughs> but all kidding aside, I, I, I do not pay much attention to it. I do like seeing the clips, though. That's what I like about the NFL Top 100, that you get to see players talk about other players. And that's always insightful. And I love seeing the respect that they have for each other. Gabriel says, Gabriel says, I am buying Madden 23 just to cut Josh Ball in franchise mode. You know what I'm just realizing, though? I don't have a Madden in which, in, in which Isaac Alarcón is out there. I, I might need to, to get one just to play Alarcón as my starting right tackle. Give me that. Uh, starting left tackle. Fowler was flagged for taunting, and I didn't see it, says Bruce. That's the flag that got him uh, benched by, by Mike McCarthy, I believe. But anyways, that will be it for me tonight. Tomorrow, we have a good show. We have a large one because we will be projecting the Cowboys' 53-man roster projection after just one game of the preseason. Overreaction? Maybe. But we haven't, we haven't done that in a while, and I want to do it. So make sure you tune in for that. Do me a favor. Hit the like button because every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Follow me at Twitter, at MauNFL. Remember that primetime is brought to you by FreemanMazda.net. Check out the ride of the week, the M5 Miata Ground Touring on FreemanMazda.net. High-end sports car performance. Make sure you check that out. Sweet Mo has a marathon show tomorrow, says Toxic Tom. Something like that. Something like that. We might actually, by the way, alert. We might actually start a few minutes earlier, but I um, that remains to be seen. So stay tuned for that. Thank you, guys, and I will see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye.